Welcome to the Love and Marriage Podcast, presented by BYU Speeches, featuring BYU devotionals and forums that offer insights on dating and marriage. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. Family choices follow a similar pattern. In the Father's plan, the role of families is clearly set forth in the family, a proclamation to the world. It reads, The family is ordained of God, but marriage between man and woman is essential to His eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and a mother who honor marital vows. With complete fidelity, happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. End quote. It is fairly common in today's world, in another paradigm shift, to trumpet alternative choices in a positive way that are in direct conflict with this plan and are unfavorable to marriage and family. To mention a few, the choice for both women and men to put education and careers ahead of marriage and family, the choice to purposely have no or few children or to terminate pregnancy when inconvenient, the choice to engage in immoral conduct as a substitute for the sacred institution of marriage. The adversary has targeted women and painted motherhood as a dead-end road of drudgery. He has targeted men and painted fatherhood as unimportant and fidelity as old school. The alienation and objectification of pornography is an example of immoral conduct being substituted for the sacred institution of marriage. It underscores the horrific turning from truth and righteousness that the adversary seeks. Inappropriate alternative choices are painted as appropriate in helping to achieve the worldly goals of freedom and equality. As a result of such choices, the average number of children a woman will bear in her lifetime is declining dramatically. It is estimated that 46% of the world lives in countries where the fertility rate is below 2.1 children, the rate necessary for the population to remain stable. Most European and Asian countries are below this level. Italy and Japan are both at 1.3 births. Japan is expected to decrease in population from 120 million to about 100 million by the year 2050. This worldwide decline in population has been described by some as the demographic winter. Many countries are not having enough children to replace the generation that is dying. Let's see if we can illustrate this problem here in the Marriott Center. With all of you, will all of you who are the oldest child in your family please stand and remain standing for a minute? Oldest child, stand and remain standing. In today's world, in many of these countries, but not the United States, most of the rest of you who are still seated would never have been born. Thank you. Please be seated. Now, Everybody who is the third or later child in your family, please stand and remain standing. (laughs) 
you would not have been born even in the United States if the current trends applied. Can you see why they call it the demographic winter? Thank you. Please be seated. <laughs> Let me share one other reality that is a great concern to me. I had a sobering experience in Jerusalem last October. We visited the Children's Memorial Museum, which is part of the World Holocaust Remembrance Center. Elder Holland and I, together with two Jewish American leaders, laid a remembrance wreath. As you move through the Children's Memorial, the first names of the children and their age at death are announced, one after another, with a background of music that portrays this terrible atrocity. It is believed that over one million Jewish children were killed during the Holocaust. As I experienced the museum, I was overcome with emotion and completely devastated. Standing outside to regain my composure, I reflected on the horror of the experience and suddenly realized that in the United States alone, there are as many abortions every two years as the number of Jewish children killed in the Holocaust during the Second World War. Now, as a lawyer, I am cognizant that motives and intent are entirely different. The Jewish children were killed because they were Jews, and there is no analog to this in all history. But the intensity of my feeling was about the loss of children. Bringing children into the world is a sacred part of our Father in Heaven's plan of happiness. We are so numbed and intimidated by the immensity of the practice of abortion that many of us have pushed it to the back of our minds and try to keep it out of our consciousness. Clearly, the adversary is attacking the value of children on many levels. Abortion needs to be approached very carefully. There is a problem. It is a problem that will probably not be solved by personal condemnation or judgmental accusations. Some have cautioned, do not judge a ship or men or women without understanding the length of the voyage and the storms they have encountered. I might add, many who engage in this deplorable conduct do not have a testimony of the Savior or knowledge of the Father's plan. However, for those who believe we are accountable to God, and even for many of those not of our faith who are secular but pride themselves on being on the so-called right side of history, this has become a tragedy of monumental proportions. When you combine it with the demographic winner that we have just explored, it is a serious moral blot on our society. President Spencer W. Kimball taught, supreme happiness in marriage is governed considerably by a primary factor, that of the being, bearing, and rearing of children. The Church cannot approve nor condone measures which greatly limit the family. With respect to the number and spacing of children, the health of the mother must be considered and the decision should be made prayerfully by husbands and wives. Such decisions should never be judged by outsiders. Some faithful saints are not able to have children or have the opportunity to marry. They will receive every blessing at the ultimate banquet of consequences. Nevertheless, Lucifer has supported abortion and convinced many people in a horrific paradigm shift 
that children represent lost opportunity and misery instead of joy and happiness. As Latter-day Saints, we must be at the forefront of changing hearts and minds on the importance of children. The attacks on the family that I just described ultimately result in grief and misery. The Lord has declared that His work and His glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. The plan is established through families. Every family member is important, and their roles are beautiful, glorious, and fulfilling. The family proclamation could not be more clear about the consequences of choices inconsistent with the Father's plan. It unequivocally proclaims, We warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets." This clearly sets forth the ultimate banquet of consequences and the cumulative impact of choices not in accordance with the Father's plan of happiness. In all marriages and in raising children, there are challenges and sacrifices, but the rewards both in this life and in the eternities are breathtakingly beautiful. They emanate from a loving Father in Heaven. You've been listening to the Love and Marriage Podcast, presented by BYU Speeches. Please check out our other podcasts of recent speeches, classic speeches, and BYU Speeches compilations on overcoming adversity. By study and by faith, come follow me, the Prophet Joseph Smith, and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Go to speeches.byu.edu and click on Podcasts for more information. You can also find all BYU Speeches podcasts at your preferred podcast provider.